Why do we need to do this, right? Why, why do we need to grow? Who cares? Who cares if I like these people, don't like these people? Why, why do I need to participate in some kind of soul evolution or some kind of growth for myself? Well, I'll tell you, because it makes life easier. Once you begin to interact and understand and connect with all these different relationships you have with the world around you, you begin to get into the flow of life. And when you begin to get into the flow, life becomes easier. And it doesn't mean bad things never happen. It doesn't mean people don't get sick. It doesn't mean you don't lose jobs. It means you have a stable ground. You understand that this is part of a cycle and that the cycle will continue and things will come back. So when you are part of this oneness and connectedness of life, life is easier and it doesn't just happen to you anymore. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen next. You're going to be able to be a little more creative about your life. Hello and welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. Just as you might have guessed, I talk about connection and connectedness on this podcast, our connection with everything in the world around us. Whether you see it or not, we're all connected, and it doesn't matter if it's our dog, our cat, our god, our body, and I'll also talk about some more abstract connections like our career or our land, our community, our emotions, your body. Life is all about connection, so the sooner we recognize that, the sooner we can have an easier, more meaningful life. I will talk about these connections through different lenses, things like synchronicities and coincidences, or just everyday little bits of magic and miracles that we we usually dismiss. It's really important that we pay attention to all of this so we can live an easier, more meaningful life. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karen Cleveland. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Today, I want to talk about balancing life and how you do anything is how you do everything. So I'm not talking about life balance that some people talk about, especially how it relates to, you know, work and play and rest and and that kind of balance. But I'm talking about life balance that the interconnectedness of your life in relationship to other things. And basically, how we do anything is how we do everything. So it's, it's our approach to tasks. It's our mindset. It's that our small actions mirror the larger, the larger aspects of our life. So if we talk about how we approach our job, our career, and how we approach relationships or our finances or our health. While they might not look that we're approaching them the same, the underlying uh, belief system is at play in all of them. So let me give you a little example. You might have a, a, a really good financial life, so you might be very wealthy. But your relationships with other people or your health is really at risk. And if you continue to not pay attention to these other areas of your life, 
that aren't doing so well, those mindset, those beliefs, you know, maybe it's lack and limitation, maybe it's some kind of unworthiness, some kind of fear, it's eventually going to leak into the areas of your life that are doing well. So financially, at some point, you might start doing bad. It's important to look across the spectrum and to raise all areas. We might think we have something mastered, but then one of the other aspects is down, it has tanked. So we really need to pay attention to all areas of life. Now, I'm not talking about what people often talk about, the wheel of life. So although I used finances as an example, I'm not actually talking about the wheel of life where you, you rate your finances and your relationships and your health and your recreation and your spiritual life. That's, that is life balance for sure. But what I'm talking about is our relationships across our life the relationships in our world. These relationships that I'm talking about, our connections with all aspects of life, I have put them into six broad categories for now, and this is for a class that I teach, although there's many more, and many of them are broken down a little bit, but I teach the class Embracing Oneness, and the different categories that I teach each week are connection with your body, for example, connection with the world around you, Connect and the environment, connection with animals, connection with other people, your connection with God and your connection with your soul. So all aspects of these also need to be in balance. You, you might have a really great connection, relationship with your divine, you know, with God, with your soul. That might be fantastic. But maybe you're like a monk, you're a self-made monk living in your, staying in your own house all the time, and you're not getting out and you're not interacting with the people in the world, with the animals in the world, with just life in the world around you. You know, some people say it's really easy to be spiritual when you're in your own element, but it's when you get out or it's when you go to your family that things are really tested. And that's what I'm here to tell you, that yes, that's really important. If you are not in relationships with people, and that just means passing them on the street, uh, talking to the, the person at the grocery store, family members, coworkers, any people, any kind of relationship, any kind of interaction. If you're not having those interactions, you're missing a huge opportunity for growth. Because the way that we see these people are a direct reflection of us and how we need to grow for our own soul's evolution. You and I might know the same person, and I might really kind of dislike that person, and you might absolutely love that person. But it's not about that person. It's about what you see in that person and what I see in that person. What we see individually in that person is what we like or don't like about ourselves. So it's really important to have other people in our lives to be this gauge of where our opportunities for growth are. And it's true of everything out in our relationships with the world. So even the animals, for example, maybe you don't like animals. Well, that's, that's a thing to explore. Why don't you like animals? Is there something about their independence, the way that they move? What is it that you like or don't like? Or 
He likes some animals and not others. Again, it's it's our relationship with all of these animals is a reflection of us. And where is that opportunity for growth? And these are things that I talk about in the class. If we're not interacting with the world around us, we're also not going to be aware of how our life fits into the natural cycle of all lives. And things that um, occur naturally all the time, we think is not normal. And, and we try to fight it or we try to go against it when in fact it's completely normal. One of the most obvious natural cycles of life outside of our body is the seasons, the yearly seasons, fall, winter, springs, summer. But there's many more cycles of nature that are completely normal of all animals that are completely normal. And so if we look at those, we can begin to understand the natural cycles of our own body, our own emotions, our own spiritual nature, physically everything. Everything has a cycle. And we might not realize that when we're just staying inside our own head, staying inside our own little comfort zone and not putting us ourselves out for exposure, out for possibility, out for openness. Why do we need to do this, right? Why, why do we need to grow? Who cares? Who cares if I like these people, don't like these people? Why, why do I need to participate in some kind of soul evolution or some kind of growth for myself? Well, I'll tell you, because it makes life easier. Once you begin to interact and understand and connect with all these different relationships you have with the world around you, you begin to get into the flow of life. And when you begin to get into the flow, life becomes easier. And it doesn't mean bad things never happen. It doesn't mean people don't get sick. It doesn't mean you don't lose jobs. It means you have a stable ground. You understand that this is part of a cycle and that the cycle will continue and things will come back. So when you are part of this oneness and connectedness of life, life is easier and it doesn't just happen to you anymore. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen next. You're going to be able to be a little more creative about your life. Someone told me the other day, she said, you have all the fun, Karen. You have fun. And it's true. I, I, I feel like I live a very good life, a blessed life. But it's not by accident. There was a time I was not. I felt like life was happening to me, that I had no control. I wasn't happy. There wasn't anything I could do. That's what I thought. And then I started getting into the flow of this life. And that's why I want to help other people be connected with all these different relationships in their, in their world. You get to help create what you want. And I do this and I did this, you know, this is how I uh, moved on from, from the life happening to me to having all the fun by getting into the flow and 
figuring out those relationships in all aspects of our world. So again, my relationships with people, with my soul, with the divine, with animals, with the land, our environment, with my body, these relationships all feed in together. I talked about it earlier in this episode. When you are good in one and not good in the other, eventually the mindset or the approach from this is going to weigh in on this, on the good one. And you don't want to bring everything down. You want to raise everything up. So you want to work on the growth for all those areas where you don't have good relationships with the world. That's what I want to help people do. That's why I talk about connectedness and oneness and, and living in the flow. So I want to give you an exercise that we're going to do in my class. By the way, the class starts January 16th, 2024. You can join as late as the 23rd and still catch up. And, and if you're listening to this after that, you can go to Rev Karen podcast to see what upcoming dates are. So one of these exercises, though, is going to start to help you get in touch with your body. So let me preface this with saying your body is the instrument that that is earth and divine spirit. It has both aspects in one container. All right. It's true with every animal. Every animal is earth and spirit in one, including us. So it's it's like like you're driving a car and you're driving the car around the city. Now you're the driver and the car is just the vehicle to drive you around the city. But you're not the car and the car is not you. So, you know, the divine is within us and it's driving this this car body around the world you're not the body and the body is not you but we're working together to go places and do things and learn things so it's really important then because this is how our body is how the divine communicates to us or it's one of the ways that the divine communicates with us and it's one of the ways that we can express our divine nature so being in touch with your body, understanding it, understanding some of the signals is really important. Your assignment for today is to start an emotion journal because emotions and feelings are often a direct sign from the divine. So at the end of the day, you don't have to do it every time you have an emotion throughout the day. At the end of the day, look at the big events that caused the big emotions. What was the event that led to that emotion? Now, sometimes an emotion is triggered by an event. Someone does something and it makes us mad. It makes us happy. You know, something external out there plays on one of our memories, one of our our filter for the world that we think it's good or bad or funny or sad, okay? So if someone else does something, they they trip on a curb and we think it's funny. So that's maybe that's the filter you have as you think it's funny. Someone else has the filter that they think it's sad. You know, so we're all different. But anyways, what's the event that led to that emotion, that that strong emotion. You don't have to do it for every single emotion. When you look at that event or what was going on, you know, maybe you were reading something, you were talking to someone, you were thinking of something, you were watching something on TV. 
when you when you look at that, what do you see in there that has led to other similar emotions? Because this is going to help you in the future when you start to feel that way, understand if it's a good thing or a bad thing for you. That might be a little confusing, but let me let me go with an example and hopefully I can clear it up a little bit. Let's say you start planning your a, a trip for next year. You're going to go on vacation. You're going to take the family on vacation. As you start planning, at first you feel really excited, and that's really great. Through that excitement, you start to feel something in your body. And this is what I forgot to tell you, is also pay attention to where you feel it in your body, because that's critical. But you start to feel something in your body, like maybe a knot in your stomach or something like that, or, you know, fluttering in your chest area or whatever it is you feel. Okay. It can go, it can go so many ways. You keep planning, but you have this, this feeling in you that you really don't like, and you're not as excited anymore. In fact, maybe it's more a little bit like dread. So your job that night is to find out why would I have that emotion when I'm planning a, a vacation? Vacations are fun. I shouldn't feel dread about going on vacation, but just journal on it, note it. Okay. You don't have to figure out why at that time, if it doesn't come to you, when you have a chance, you might look back in history and, and figure out when you felt like this before and what the situation was, but we're just moving forward for now. So then the next time you also feel that what's going on at that time when you feel that and write, write it down, keep track of it and compare things. And maybe it's because all of a sudden you're realizing, I don't think I'm going to have enough money. I am worried about money and we're not going to have fun. And it's going to be another one of those vacations where we stay in a super cheap motel when we have to really watch what we do. We don't get to do all the fun things. We don't get to buy souvenirs. I really want to take a vacation, but this is not how I want to take a vacation. Okay, so pay attention to the feelings that are in your body that are attached to these emotions and look throughout your life where you've had these feelings and what they meant to you. Once you become aware of what they are, when you have it the next time, then you can say, oh, I know what this feeling is. This is my feeling that I think I'm not going to have enough money. And then what you can do is ask yourself, is this really true? And if it's true, what can I do about it now? Okay. So really get behind those emotions. I just, I want to add that when I take people on safari, I try to help them connect with the animals and land on safari. But sometimes it's not that easy to just get into a Jeep, a land cruiser, go out into the plains and stop and sit and say, hey, connect with the, with the land. It does take some work ahead of time sometimes. And so the earlier, the sooner we begin to practice all these techniques, the easier it is to connect later on when we really want to, when we really want to connect with the animals, when we really want to connect with the trees or the plants, the mountains, the rivers, everything. Okay, that's your assignment for today. Pay attention to what your body is feeling and what it's going through and what it's going to mean to you. And may the flow be with you. Thanks for listening.
I will connect with you again later. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N Podcast.com. There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, Connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. I hope to see you there.